Welcome to the Survival Guide podcast, a short series of daily impactful episodes full of ideas and tips on how to thrive in survival mode during the corona crisis. Every weekday, with the help of special guest expert, we'll be exploring different tools to add to your survival toolkit. So strap yourselves in and get ready to be inspired as we show you the way to survival. everybody to today's survival podcast with a real difference. My name is Mark Francis and I work with Winning EQ but of course I'm wearing the shirt today and Mark Stabina who is my special guest is going to be talking about a subject that I knew Mark should be the guest not the interviewer. So how are you Mark? I'm wonderful. Thank you Mark. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, on my own podcast. I really appreciate it. Very exciting. Super exciting. The, the subject is reinvention. So let me just give a little bit of a context as to why I think you'd be a great person to listen to about that topic. I remember you telling me from about the age of five, I think it was, way back when you were in Sydney growing up, and you, your self-concept was, I'm an athlete, I'm a sportsman, in fact, I'm a rugby guy. And so your whole adolescent life and then your adult life was rugby professional, played for Australia, one of the top three teams in the world. So a, a top professional sportsman. And then suddenly that had to come to an end uh, because of a, a very serious injury. So you had to reinvent your, your whole perception of yourself. So that's why I just think it'd be great to hear about reinvention from you. So that's, that's why we turned the tables and have you as the guest today and me as the interviewer. Does that work for you? 100%. I think it's a, I really like this idea. I think it's great. And any opportunity to tell my story to help other people, because I went through a massive transition, still am for that matter. But uh, yeah, so uh, I hope this, this resonates for people out there. Thanks, Mark. I'm going to start the way you normally start. And that is to ask you, uh, tell us about a typical day in the current pandemic. What's a typical day for you, Mark? And I, I know you do a lot of work on the podcast, so it's apart from the podcast. What do you get up to on a daily basis? <laughs> Not much apart from the podcast at the moment. It, uh, it, it does require a lot of work, um, not to turn anybody off from starting their own podcast. But when you're a one-man band like me at the moment, that's what I'm considering now to build this out, really need to surround myself with a team. But at the moment, I'm having a good time. I'm learning new skills in technology and but it, it does require when, when I'm filming, I'm actually sourcing my guests as well. You know, you, there's, there's a lot of correspondence. Uh, then actually filming it, editing it, promoting it, uploading it, posting it. That, and, and I was fairly ambitious taking this on to do a daily podcast as well. I just wanted to, I thought right now we're in it. And it was good for me also just to practice some rigor and follow through on some urgency with what I'm doing. So, but that takes up a lot of the day. Now I'm doing my morning ritual, which I talk about in my ebook and staying true to that helps me sustain that kind of focus and energy throughout the day to get the podcast episodes out. And, and then my winning EQ practice, I'm still keeping one eye on that and uh, reaching out to potential clients, seeing how I can support during this time, there's, there's a lot of people that are, that are struggling, particularly business leaders. So 
that's, that's pretty much the entire day. I might do some exercise toward the end of the day, which is good. And I think for me, that is what I normally do is exercise to start the day. But I've try, I'm trying something else in, I do my meditation, I'll have my, um, I'll do a little bit of movement just to kickstart the senses and the nervous system. But then I like to get straight into work. So toward the end of the day, I'm pretty much fed up with sitting and uh, I'm ready to get out and, and love to go out toward sunset, go for a run, go for a bike ride. And, and then that caps my day, have dinner, and then I'm back onto the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I want to come back to what you said. You're saying you are learning new skills. Mm-hmm. And what are the skills that you're learning? You think, you know what, they're so useful that I'm going to continue to do those things beyond lockdown. Well, the one thing that comes to mind is, is technology. So this is the world we live in. And as tech savvy as we can make ourselves, I think is really important, not necessarily for us to do our own tech, tech work. I'm talking about production, getting content out there. And what I'm doing, it's very important to get content out into the world, not just for brand awareness and presence, but so that there's tangible things that people can absorb to help them. So that's that's my main come from. And to do that, it requires technology. So learning it myself and being able to do it myself, I get to learn. First of all, I get to appreciate the people that do this for a living. <laughs> that it use takes a lot of time, isn't it? It takes oh. a lot of time to edit these interviews and do all the visuals that you do. Yes, yes. Um, and and I just want to touch on, so that's the skill itself is I'm learning and then that will help them when it's time to delegate to somebody else that can do it quicker and do it better uh, to allow me to go and do the more important things, parts of my business. Uh, I, I'm able to oversee that and know what's going on and not just, just go, oh, you, you just do it. So at least I know what I like and I can guide the person I, I, I delegate that to. The other thing I want to say is we talk about the skill but what I'm learning is a lot about myself and the challenges that come up. So my own behavioral patterns and what serves me and doesn't serve me. So it's really just jumping into something like this is like jumping in the fire. And it really puts a mirror up to, all right, let's see what your tendencies are. And I'm a procrastinator. So I have a tendency to procrastinate. I'm a perfectionist, which... Yeah. That's the driver I get, Mark, is that I want this to be absolutely excellent. So I'm going to work harder, longer hours to make sure it's just so. That's right, isn't it? It's a driver. Yeah. So this, this exercise really shows that up. It's like, all right, and, and I'm noticing it more and more. So uh, I notice when there's times that come up, it's like you're being a perfectionist. Right? And, and, and it's been an hour now and you've been on this same thing. So it's, it's a great practice for me to catch it, to notice it and then move on or step away. So I'm, I'm constantly having that little dance at the moment, which is beautiful. It's brilliant. Uh, as long as I'm breaking through that and I, and I, and I have just to, just to we've put out 10 or 11 episodes already in the space of two weeks shows me that my results are I'm breaking through this procrastination habit of mine. And the quality is still super high. So good for you. I think it's great. I'm, I'm going to take you back now to the time when you were a professional athlete, rugby player, living and playing in Wales, but playing in European competition. Mm-hmm. 
you had a, a really bad uh, accident when you, when you were playing in France in the European Cup, and it effectively ended your athletic career that day. How did you come to accept that radical change in lifestyle? Because step one in, in reinvention is acceptance. How did you do that, Mark? Mark, I'm still doing it. It's a, it's, it's a process. It's not something, obviously, that can just happen overnight. I And, and the, the brilliance of taking the time to develop the maturity and the emotional intelligence in reflection. So working on myself, learning about my self-awareness is helping more and more. At the time, it was a lot harder, obviously, because it just happened. But I wasn't equipped with emotional intelligence that I have now. To be able to, I mean, just saying, just accept where you are is easier said than done. Especially as you mentioned, I'd been, I identified myself as a sports person and a rugby player since the age of five. From the age of 20 to the age of 32, it was my profession, which means I put everything into that. And then I receive all the, the accolades and rewards and everything that come with that. So I'm letting that sink in over a 12 year period. And there's the cycle. So in my mind, I'm a rugby player. When that ended, naturally, it's like, who am I? So that's I and, and going through that process, I now have I, I can reflect and I have the experience to tell people, especially athletes, while they're competing. I can I'm a cautionary tale of I can talk to them and say, make sure, yes, put everything into your sport, but you do have time to do other things in your life at the same time and start working on this idea that this isn't who you are, it's what you do. It's not who you are, it's what you do. It's not who you are, it's what you do. Doesn't, and, and doesn't mean that by living that you can't be the best athlete you can, you can be. Uh, it just, it, it can actually enhance that. I believe, but that's, that's, we can dive into that later. So to answer your question, yes, acceptance. I talk about it in the book and I just, that's how I formed for the survival guide through my experience, the three steps, because that's what I went through. Acceptance first and then assessment and then, and then action is the big one. So Mark, I want to ask you about stage two. You've, you've got to a point of accepting that the professional sports career is over. What was it that triggered you to assess, you know what, I want to move, I want to leave Europe and I want to go and live in America? What was the trigger? Thanks, Mark. Great question. And, and just again, I want to make the point that acceptance still isn't 100% complete from time to time. There are triggers that, that make it hard to accept that it's over, but work through that. So it wasn't like it just, I accepted on the spot or overnight and then I was ready to move on. I constantly had to deal with that, but at least I was aware of the need to accept in order to move forward. And that's what helped me, even in that process, helped me assess the opportunities. So even that just assessment just kicked in straight away with like, okay, so let's look at the opportunities in this situation instead of focusing on what now I've lost and can't do anymore. And I was still recovering from my neck injury, by the way. So that was a, that was a big focus too, to make sure I recovered 100%. But I, I looked at it from a different angle. 
I saw the opportunity to, well, you know what? You get your weekends back now. Because when you're a contracted professional rugby player, in a way, you are weekend, the weekends are your work. We worked over Christmas and New Year. I hadn't had a Christmas in Australia for eight years because that was the busy sports period in the UK, especially. So, all right, straight away, I get to do that now. So I'm going to make sure I'm in Australia and have Christmas with my family. And while I'm there, let's travel to other places as well. And I was already contemplating where I'm going to live, but I looked at it from a different approach. Not what am I going to do and where can I do it? I thought, where do I want to live? What's important to me? What do I want? You have that opportunity now. You're free from contract and obligation. You can live anywhere in the world. So let's choose a place to live that has beautiful weather because I've been living in the UK. No disrespect, Mark. You're in London there. You know what I'm talking about. Drizzly, rainy, cloudy, gray, gloomy weather for six years. So that... I looked at what I wanted. I want to wake up to sunshine as often as possible. So I actually went on travels. Uh, I went and saw a bunch of places that I always wanted to see. Um, I traveled solo. And then I I breezed through LA a couple of times. And I just, every time I'm in Los Angeles, I just think this is more my vibe. You know, because I just, I'm uplifted by the energy of the place. It's by the ocean, which was important to me. I grew up on the ocean. So Every, every time I was there, it just felt a little bit more like where I might want to be. And sure enough, that's, that's where I ended up. So I want to pick on this because this is, so what I'm hearing is, what do I really want? I've got the opportunity, whether it's win my weekends back or live in a different place. So it's, it's maybe for those listening and watching, this is an opportunity right now to think, what do I want? And where do I want to be in its widest context? So how did you then act? Because you're making this choice of change and I want better weather and all the other things you said. But how do you then act? Because that's the third stage, isn't it? It's about do it. Get on with it. What's the the advice you'd give everyone, anyone listening about uh, change the thinking into action? Well, part of the assessment process is, yes, what do you want? What do you, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? assessing that first and then the crucial part of the assessment process is what will it take to get that who do i need to be in order to achieve that so as you're assessing what it is you want what it takes to get it then you've also got to reflect and be honest with yourself in what might hold me back what has been holding me back from certain choices that I've wanted to make in my life, but I haven't. Uh, That's had me feeling stuck at the moment and and just being too scared uh, to move out of this and into a different situation. So it's getting honest with yourself and your limitations and your limiting beliefs. And they kind of blur into, it's not just like I said, accept, then assess, then act in three rigid, clear steps. They often bleed into the other and you, you kind of go back and forth between those but it just helps so what I mean by that is when you're when you're assessing you need to also accept who you are in that moment too and that you have some work-ons 
that you have some limitations because there's no point beating yourself up for that because that might paralyze you as well. You see what I mean? So just accept, look, I'm human. It's okay that I get scared. It's okay that I, you know, I, I worry. I'm a perfectionist, which has held me back from writing that book or jumping on that plane. Or it's okay that I'm scared of planes, right? In that assessment process, but this is what I want. So that's where the action, when that's big enough, so that when you look at what's holding you back, that helps you with the action. So that's what I'm saying. It really, really got to consolidate that step. And in that example there, if I'm going to have to jump on a plane, I'm going to have to go and see a, a hypnotherapist or I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to get me on that plane instead of just saying, oh, well, there goes that dream because I'm scared of flying. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a huge amount of self-awareness, yeah. uh, self-reflection in that journey to reinvention, to say, what is it I want? And it sounds as well as it's a bit of trial and error as well. It is. It is, and I don't think I fully answered your question there with the action, like that's the setup for the action, right, is, is really crucial, because that will help you act. But taking that, taking that step and break it into chunks. I like to use an analogy with anything, if you're trying to change a habit, or if you're trying to achieve a goal, and especially when you set yourself a big goal, if we look at that goal as the proverbial Mount Everest, it can be very overwhelming when all we're doing is looking up at the summit and saying, okay, I've, 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 I've got to get there. That's where I'm going. Let's go. It's like, well, no, let's look at base camp one. Everest is there. We've set that goal, that dream, and that could be for somebody leaving their job and moving to California from the UK. That could be something they've always wanted to do or at least try. So that's their Everest, but like, okay, so what are the action steps? It's important that you put the action steps in place. So that's what I would say about action is make sure you've got a nice, clear baby step. Make and the first step easy. The first step easier, that base camp one, that's like, okay, good. All I focused on was getting to that, right? And that might be, keep using that example, book, booking your ticket, right? Booking your plane ticket. That's like, now it's become real. That was a fairly easy step in a way because it just required a looking online or going to a travel agent or whatever and, and, and spending the money to do it. And now we're, now we're creating momentum. And then what I would say with each step at each base camp that you achieve is, is celebrating that. So now we're in the action because a, a hard part of action is that sustained action. It's, we can always take that first step and then we don't follow through. So how do we, now we're talking about developing habits and maintaining that action so you move closer and closer to that goal. Yeah, one observation I've got about our current situation, and it's to do with us, you and I are both coaches in sport. And when we're trying to develop a skill or a new behavior, like we've just been talking about, mm -hmm. we recognize that it's the repetition of that new behavior and new skill several times, day after day. And psychologists would say probably third, between 30 and 40 days of repeating that skill and behavior, does it become a habit? Mm. 
And I just thought it was a really interesting um, analogy that says right now, all of us who are in lockdown are behaving differently. We're forced to. And there are certain things we're doing now differently that we're repeating because we like them or we think they're the right thing to do. Mm. And that is bound to generate new habits and behaviours beyond lockdown. In yeah. that context, Mark, on, in terms of you now as a, as a, a developer, people developer, as a consultant, as a leadership coach, what are the behaviours that have become a new habit? So it's, you're no longer the sportsman, although you are heavily involved in sport. It's no longer your profession. So what are the new behaviours that you have developed into a habit that are bringing value now? Mm. That's, a, that's a fantastic question. The one thing that comes to mind, and I don't think it's, it's necessarily what I possessed and I've changed that. I think it was always... I'm talking about characteristic now, a character habit that then manifested itself in a certain way and what i'm what i'm trying to say is that that habit of focusing on uh focusing outward when you're a professional sportsman it can be very much uh you're you're feeding everything's about you and that performance within the team performance but it's about that winning that trophy and the season, it's very easy to just get stuck in focusing on your own bubble and being very self-absorbed in that. And especially if you allow yourself, I mentioned before, to accept all the recognition and the accolades and really let that sink in and become also validation for you, then you run the risk of forgetting about the, the more important things and that's making it about other people. So getting out of that sport and I always like I said I always had that just that uneasy feeling that I was doing a profession that was what am I what am I contributing to here what am I you know how am I impacting the world how am I changing my purpose where's my purpose my per my per we're focused on trophies I'm focused on salary every single year every single week is like do I get in that team good now I can run out in front of tens of thousands of people, okay, I could I could argue and try and justify it that I'm entertaining people and that's really lifting their day. And for many, it, it was. But where am I really making that impact and purpose and serving others? So it really makes a difference in their life. And so Mark, to... I can give you I can give you one behavior that you I I have the pleasure of working with you, so I see and get the benefit of. There's one behavior when we work together, which I really appreciate and is clearly a habitual, which is you're a great listener. And so we're in a debate with one of our mutual clients about a solution and you're very comfortable listening to everyone around the table mm. and then adding insight. So it's the behavior of listening and it's the behavior of summarizing saying what I'm hearing is, and then bringing insight based on that. And I think those are all highly valuable behaviors. I certainly value them as a, as a colleague of yours. Thank you. And that's what I meant, Mark, by it's not as though I wasn't a good listener, but now in this process, I've developed listening skills. I, I've always found that I've been 
a good listener like I would. Teammates would come to me, especially younger teammates, and they would lean on me for advice and, and counsel, and that felt good. Uh, I guess what I'm saying now is that I'm connected to a greater purpose and, and a vision is that now I'm better applying. I feel as though I'm, I'm now better applying those skills. I'm bringing them to the surface and really recognizing that leading with that feels way more satisfying and will get me the results that I'm after in making that impact that I want to make. Fantastic. And, and, and I'm conscious that as we are drawing to a close, one of the things you do on the podcast when you're the interviewer is you say, could you summarize three to five key actions that people can take around reinvention? Because you've clearly reinvented into a place where you're even more comfortable because there's a higher purpose. That's super cool. Yeah. So what are the three to five specific actions you recommend for people who are watching this podcast to reinvent if that's what they feel they want to do now? I'm going to stick with just to reinforce and have it sink in the three steps because it's not just during this pandemic where this is valuable. It's any challenging situation. The three A's. Triple A. Right, so that's acceptance, and that's assessment, and that's action. What I will do is dive into a subtitle of each of those as a step. So these, these are the big chunks. So one thing you can do in terms of, of acceptance, and like I mentioned before, I think it's easier said than done for people just to just accept the new normal, accept what it, it is. is. Yeah. It's hard for people to grasp the concept. So choose acceptance as your first step on your journey. How do we do that? I recommend for some people that find it hard just to accept as they hear people tell them to do all the time is look at it from a different angle. Where are we resisting? So why not look at the resistance you have for certain situations that bring up the unfamiliar, the uncomfortable, the unpleasant emotions. Now, resistance is those things that linger around. And when there's, so if we can work on getting rid of the resistance, there can only be acceptance. In the absence of resistance, it means acceptance. So rather than trying so hard to accept, accept, let's focus on what we're resisting and why and how and work on removing those. And by default, you will, you will accept and you can use that tool in any situation that feels a little icky. Why, how am I resisting this and why? And let's remove that and then you'll, you'll accept. So then assessment is the self-awareness piece. And self-reflection and observations and seeking feedback you've spoken to me about before as well from others that know you well and care about you. Yes. So yeah, and then, and then, and then action. So it's uh, putting the plan in place. Do a 30-day challenge. Choose one area of your life. Look at all the areas of your life and choose one even as practice and put in the action steps to achieve that in 30 days. Where do I want to be in 30 days? And it might just be, I'm trying to drink more water. Set yourself a 30-day challenge to drink 100 ounces or whatever it is of water per day every day and cross it off. And that is a habit. Then you can start developing discipline. So yeah, look at what you're resisting. And, and by doing that is assessment, 
So that's two in one. Write them down. Write them down what, what's holding you back. And then give yourself a 30-day challenge on one, two, or three areas of your life. Fantastic, Mark. And today's podcast, the boot was on the other foot. We put you in the interviewee's chair, and it's been a real pleasure listening to you with all of that wonderful advice about reinvention. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Mark. Mark.